Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Hitting the bell icon so you may have any time there's new content on. Loads of you watching it, but not as many people subscribing as they do watching. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell icon as we've got some really cool stuff coming up, including today's guest. Including today's guest. Um, when you hear his voice, he's not from around these parts. Uh, he's the Jockney Iron, which I think is brilliant. His Twitter name is Jamie T. How you doing, Jamie? Yeah, not bad. Yourself, Ross? How's things? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad, thanks. We're we're plugging along as always. How are you coping in this weird world we live in now, man? Well, it's crazy, especially up here. Me and my girlfriend were down in Liverpool at the weekend, and it seemed like a holiday, to be fair. You guys mm. have got it easy in terms of restrictions up here. You know, we're living in a world where the boozers are closed, which for Scottish people, <laughs> it's like Armageddon. So, yeah, just... Plodding away, working away, staying sober and yeah. watching the hammers from yeah. any stream, TV, I can, you know, find us on. So, exactly. yeah, not bad. Um, just, you know, trying to get by. But, yeah, yeah it's been it's not easy, is it? It ain't easy. Yeah, it's a weird, it's just weird. The whole thing's just weird, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, to be honest, I know it's, I know you're, I know you're sort of saying the restrictions are tougher in Scotland. To be honest, I kind of like that. Because I'll be honest, because yeah. you know where you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like here, you know, it's, I mean, you know, same as anyone, you give yeah. someone an inch, they'll take a mile. And so that's body you know, for you, isn't it? It was. And that's, you know, quite, I like Sturgeon. You know, I do, I do yeah. like, because I think, I think you need to be like, right, fuck, we're doing this. We're doing she has this. good in a sense. You know, a lot of people do give her credit for that in terms of, yeah. you know, how quickly she reacts and how clear the, the rules are. But at the same time, being a lot of people are going against it just because there's no sort of, yeah. it's okay saying, you know, that's that's the rules and the new yeah. restrictions are in place. But why, you know, people are challenging why are the hospitality sector, you know, getting closed and, you know, yeah. other places are still open, you know. So mm-hmm. it's up here, it's a bit different. You know, people are obviously getting sick of the fact we've been in lockdown yeah. a lot longer yeah. than maybe other places. Um, 
But yeah, that is good in terms of just knowing where you are. Knowing the yeah. rules, but hopefully, you know, the, the plan was to be stricter with it, knowing the fact that we might be out of, you know, lockdown, if you like, quicker, yeah. but it's not really transparent nah. that way. Nah, and I know what you mean. It's like it's weird also because you have like all the, um, you know, a lot of theatres starting to open yeah. and, and like you got to think, you know, why why the football open? You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, exactly. it's, it, you, you've got to think. I mean, it's the last <laughs> thing that's going to open because, you know, full, because you're going to have 60,000 people in, you know, very, very tight space. But you got to think, you know, realistically, realistically, football's always the sort of pushed aside, isn't it? It's always, yeah. but even up here, Sturgeon's not the biggest sort of fan of it in terms of, you know, just the rules and sort of restrictions. But, you know, CCTV yeah. and all the other things that go with football at the moment, she's not, you know, very kind to football. So I think football will be the last sort of, you know, yeah, fans, if you like, you know, industry yeah. to, to kickstart. Um, and I, I'm a Motherwell fan, so Motherwell's my team in Scotland. Mm. And that's difficult as well, see, just because we're a smaller club. So just financially, you know, we're not the same as West Ham and it affects us, you know, potentially a little bit more. Of course. Um, so it's difficult, but it's just one of the things, you know. You got you have people in here every single night talking about it, and I'm the same boat yeah. as everyone else. Yeah, yeah, but it's interesting how it, how some people are coping with it because some people are coping with, yeah. it, you know. I mean, touch wood, you know. I'm not being funny. I haven't been. We haven't been too badly affected. None of my family have got it. Well, I think I might have had it like at Christmas last year. Yeah. I think because it's like you know it didn't just come over in in January yeah, exactly. you know for a while so I think I might have had it like but um but you know it's everyone's you know touch wood I mean I can do my my job from home obviously I started doing this whole thing as well so yeah. you know it's I ain't done I'm I'm obviously sort of also I'm you know I'm very fortunate in that fact that I still go to the games because they still need the music played in the stadium so you know it's it's not it's not easy, it's weird but. I'm a lot very fortunate, not more fortunate than some other people here. Um, yeah, exactly. to, I just say, and... some people are lucky, and some people have obviously. I've not had the experience of having it, or nah. you know, go, going through an experience where someone's had it. So I'm saying that from my perspective. But yeah, there's people out there, you know, have probably had it tough. You know, lost family members, and you know, yeah. that's what you have to remember, I suppose, isn't it? The fact that you know there is people out there struggling, and when you're wearing a mask or your the pubs are closing. You know that's what it's for. So, yeah. Hopefully, you know, not they're not for you know too. We'll see. Yeah. You know, we can get back to some sort of yeah, normality. We will. But I mean, you know, West Ham's still keeping us happy though, James. That's so, all right. Yeah. It's just a surprise so. keeping us happy. You know, usually it's just for me. You know, traveling from Scotland, it's usually the ladies getting drunk. Yeah. Which is the the happy bit. You know, usually the ninety minutes is the most sort of. So down to earth experience I have yeah. in the trip, but um, yeah, recent performances have been keeping the yeah the happy. And what's it like? What's it like? Obviously, because now you know, having, having a Scottish manager in charge of West Ham uh, with Moisey and stuff. Is it? Um, yeah, is it? Do you do you have? I wish I could say you know I was I was proud or yes. you know I had sort of that sort of you know Scot Scottish connection there, but yeah, nah, not really. It was a strange one. I thought. You know, like everyone else, you know, we, we don't really, as I say, have some sort of passion or connection to Moyes in any sense. No. It's obviously a good thing having Moyes and even Snodgrass there as well. Yeah, it's yeah. good seeing the kind of boys in the team and, you know, having a connection, I suppose, with West Ham in general. But with Moyes, you know, I thought the first time around he'd done his job, he'd 
Yeah. You know, again, he was handed a sort of difficult task at the time, yeah. and he made the the most of it. Um, if it was maybe an Englishman like Sam Allardyce who'd done the exact same job, would he have maybe gave, given more credit potentially? Yeah. You know, so I thought, you know, I think Moyes is doing a good job before yeah. and just now. I think he just needs time, you know, to see where he can take us. I think yeah. it's hard to sort of go on just the fact that he has got a few results. I think he needs a, yeah. you know, a full season under his belt to really define yeah. whether if he's, you know, a top half manager or if he is yeah. like a sort of a Sunderland, you know, what he has yeah. went on to do since Manchester United. But yeah. he's, he's he's been all right, you know, it's, it's yeah. proud to have a Scottish manager just now, but yeah. I'll see you <laughs> now, now he's Now he's doing all right, you're proud to have yeah, him. Yeah, now he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done a good job. He's, right. he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, isn't it? It's like with Andy Murray. When Andy Murray's winning, he's British yeah. when he's losing, he's Scottish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same over there, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, and it's, you know, I, I, it was important, I think, that we got we had a British manager in charge anyway, because I just think you, I think yeah. we, we got our, fing, our fingers definitely burnt by Pellegrini. We tried to buy ourselves into being a top six team, and it didn't work. And I think Moyes is actually probably ideal. If he does what he does at West Ham, is what we did at Everton, which everyone always mentions, exactly. then... You know, and he's you know, and the the guys he's getting in, you know, the the Sucheks and the Bowens and and hopefully uh, Barama and and Sufal and yeah, I think Good you know, but it's he has done well. yeah. He's done the exact same at Everton in terms of signings yeah. as well. He's totally. got value for money, yeah. and you know, obviously people say we should have went for maybe an Eddie Howe at the time, or other people were you know sort of mentioned, but mm. you know, David David Moyes is coming in to do a job like he done at Everton. You know, we're not going to just go from. You know, where we were, spend a hundred, you know, whatever yeah. million, and just all of a sudden be in the top four. You know, totally. there is a, there is a of progress there, and the fact that David Moyes has done it before, you know, he knows sort of what's demanded and what's, you know, the sort of duration yeah, of in terms of the timescale involved and the signs you have to make and how to build that spirit. Because yeah. we're not going to get there through raw ability with the amount of money other teams are spending. So no. hopefully does a good you know a good job for us and gets us even in a place where we can start building, you know, we are in a position yeah. where if we do spend a bit of money we've already got a team there that can yeah. compete at a decent level. But um question marks are over him just now, but hopefully you know, this is this is his last chance in the Premier League, isn't yeah, it? Really? It is. Yeah, totally. No, you're right. And obviously there's there's a big there's a big question mark now in terms of obviously Antonio's injured and out yeah. for like wherever he is, five, six weeks or whatever. And and so it's it's you know, we do call you know, everyone calls him Divering Dave and stuff like that, but now it's a chance to say actually, I mean he, he found he found I mean he went to that three at the back and it just worked. You can't necessarily play that same formation with Haller if you're playing yeah, Haller. Exactly. He won't have that sort of that running ability. You need to have a bit more creativity on the side. So it may mean that Barami comes in and uh, and four now's is dropped. You know, so there's going to be a bit of change. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think, and you they, they on the head there. A lot of people I see in social media complaining about the fact Haller isn't playing, but you can't play Haller in that formation. You know, he doesn't no. get in behind. That's why Yamaha come on at the weekend. It's not because he's you know he's a better player or. He's more fancy. That is just because in that style of play, Haller yeah. would have obviously not gotten behind. Potentially, he might have that capability, but not from what I've seen it so far. He has got ability, mm. you know, no doubt he oh, is no a really good player. But, you know, I think you're right. I think he will have to change it. Mm. You know, I, I've seen the exact same sort of mentions that you said there in terms of if he plays Haller, he might need, you know, a better armor round yeah. off from Miles, you know, a bit 
Bowen, pace players who can get bitten behind, stretch yeah. of play, you know, put balls in the box. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But he played a, a good style of football from what I can remember at Everton. You know, mm. he wasn't a 3 5 2 man. That's a pretty new thing anyway. But he was, mm. you know, he had Morales, you know, Lukaku, Pina. Yeah. Um, so he had a good team there. But exactly. yeah. I, I think he can only play a style of play de- depends on the, pl- the players you have. The players, sort of yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be one of those where hopefully. Players now have confidence and can go into a style of play where yeah. they can play expansive football. And I think it's a confidence thing, as you said. And I think you're, you're right. You can't, you know, you you can't make an omelette unless you've got the eggs um, to make it. And and so, you know, at the moment, he's he's making a cake with with certain ingredients. Some of those ingredients he can't play this on, you know, against the Premier League champions. So he's going to have to get a new recipe. And and hopefully. You know, I think he's got the. I think it will be the making of him in terms of his West Ham managerial career because he'll have to do something different, uh, and he will have to do something different. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's only the Premier League champions. It's nothing much, you know. Not being funny, you know, <laughs> not much of a test, is it? Although they don't have, I don't, uh, don't have Van Dijk. Sometimes that's when we perform the best, but isn't it? Last we've seen him in games. We always do. We were shitting ourselves when we saw the Premier the, the Premier League fixtures come out, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, his first seven games. Oh shit, we're playing everyone in the top six or whatever." If you play, if the games play anywhere like last yeah. time we played at Anfield last season, yes, I think it was Fabianski made his two mistakes. Mm. Oh yeah, you know that's we'll be on to a good performance and a good result. Hopefully, if you play something exactly. like that, but. And without Van Dyke and without Fabinho, and looks like yeah. Salah's got a knock. You know, there's you Salah. can't play. Yeah. Who's he can't play. Who's, team, anyway. yeah, who's he? He's no Jared Bowen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's no Pablo Fornells. Um, so, so Jamie, you know, obviously, we, we you know, we'll, we'll address the elephant in the room in the fact that you haven't got a Cockney accent. Um, why are you a West Ham fan? What's your story? Why are you West Ham? So that's is a thing, you know. When you're growing up, if you support West Ham in Scotland, straight away people are asking, you know, did you watch Green Street? That's yeah, that's the elephant in the room up here, you know. If if you support West Ham, all of a sudden, it's because you you know want to be football casual. Not for everyone, um, especially not for a lot of people I go to football with. It tends to be if you are one of those fans. Yeah. You fall off very quickly because you have to pay a lot of money, you have to travel a lot. Um, so for me, it's because my dad, so my family are all from Motherwell in yeah. Scotland, but my dad um, was, was born down that region. Um, so my granddad moved down there for work with you know my, gra- my grandmother and my dad was born down there. So growing up, that was his team. My granddad used to get tickets for the West Ham games. Yeah. My dad used to go to the games and, you know, that was his team really. He lived down there until he was maybe like eight or nine, came back up the road with my, my uncle as well. And that was, you know, always his team growing up. My granddad was also a West Ham fan, but secretly we believed he was a closet my United fan as well because of yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson. But um, my family were always West Ham orientated as well. So growing up, you know, I was West Ham shirts, watching the West Ham games on the TV yeah. all the time. And as a Scottish person, you always have like a Scottish team and an English yep. team. It's just one yeah. of those things where the Premier League, even abroad, you know, probably the same. Everyone's got an English yeah. team. And for me, it was always West Ham. It was strange because growing up at school, you know, you have that in a kid where you want to be a man. You always want to support the best team. But for mm. me, I always just support the West Ham. And yeah, you know, growing up, watching all the games when I was younger, I was born in 96, so it was, you know, early 2000s when I started playing games like, 
LMA manager and championship yeah. manager even. And I started to really understand, you know, West Ham as well. That's when I really, you know, supported more my own as well because course, before yeah. that, I'd go to my little games with my family and they take me. But I never really got an opportunity to go down to London because it was so far. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, watching on the games on the TV all the time was my sort of my first experience, you know, of just going, wow, you know, it was amazing in terms of seeing how different English football was to Scottish. Yeah. And obviously, as I say, playing games and stuff as well, just, I used to always go West Ham because they had more money and that was my team. So, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, well, more money, money yeah. from a pound to a fiver. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was sort of my introduction to West Ham and yeah. how I support them. It was just sort of family orientated. The same as, you know, the, the other teams I support as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. And as you said, I mean, you know, a lot of people have West Ham like as their, as, the, as you said, their team because their parents. Yeah. There's not, not so much of a gap between the between where they play their teams and where you live. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, that's yeah. what I love the fact is, despite the fact you know, as you said, like you know, your mates were supporting Man Cities and da, 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 you still start with West Ham despite the fact we won fuck all. And and yeah. that's and, but that's it. You, that's even certain... back then, like. So I've seen your podcast before and it's the same for myself. You know, back then I can remember at high school, it was in first year, I think, yeah. when we beat Manchester United 4-0 in the cup. Yeah. And I think Karen Cole scored two and Jonathan Spector scored uh, two him. as well, I think. Yeah. I think that was the case 4-0 in the cup at Upton Park. And I can always remember that. And like for me, that was like winning a trophy. That was like, you know, like basically winning the FA Cup or something. You know, it was just a... Something I climbed on to for the next five years. I've been a West Ham fan. That's what we do, though. That's what we do. You know, it's like we we, yeah. live, we love the fact that we score. You know, we've beaten Tottenham, we beat Tottenham, or we draw with Tottenham, or whatever, and we'll live on that for a good couple of weeks with all our yeah, Tottenham exactly, fans. Yeah. And Even for games against them, we've always can recall the one time. Yeah, you know, we got a win or a draw. <laughs> I love it, and, but that's what it is about being a West Ham fan. You know, we don't get. There's not much. There's not much. Uh, it's more thin and thick in terms of West being yeah, a West Ham fan. You know, we don't we have not very not a lot of highlights, but um when we do have them, we cherish them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. like, you know, like that game against Tottenham, you know, we cherish the fact that we came up from three 0 down and then typical West Ham of us go, Oh, but before now I should have scored that goal. Yeah. <laughs> and we shouldn't have been three 0 down. You know, there's yeah. always a there's always a layer. It's always like yeah. you know, a trifle. There's always a West Ham's always got like a, a pessimistic custard topping. Hundred percent. Yes, Being Scottish, it's probably yeah. a spirit. That's a typical Scotsman. Yeah, it's and not. That's it's not it. been an easy upbringing watching Scotland, West Ham, and Motherwell. I tell you, Christ even Motherwell, no. we've not won a cup since 1991. <laughs> so I've not. Well, it's not been. Fucking better, better West Ham. That's 11 <laughs> yeah. years before West Ham. But you know, 99 was last time we won. Sorry, we won the Under Cup in 1999. I do apologise. Exactly. But yes, I'm passing that as a trophy. I can't as a trophy. It leads, but it's not around the perimeter. You know, you know when it's a trophy, when when you know, like at Arsenal, whatever, it's on the perimeter boards. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the FA Cup. You know, we're getting <laughs> to the point now where we're going to have to put the Betway Cup winners. Yeah, and put like <laughs> you know the. We <laughs> struggle to win that. We never fucking win that. Only us. Only us. Bournemouth and Juventus. Exactly. Only us would invent a cup, which we don't fucking win. But um, <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, that's typical West Ham. But no, and you just said, you know. And, and and in terms of going, obviously, when we could go to games, um, I imagine for you, it's a lot of away trips and stuff as well, because it's pretty easy to get to London, potentially, and stuff like yeah, that for you. 100%. So, 
obviously I touched on myself, but a lot of fans up here are the same, you know, mm. fans who support West Ham up here, just because they are West Ham and, you know, yeah. there's Mesa Rangers and there's a connection there and you get a lot of false fans, but the people I go with certainly, you know, are proper fans and, you know, they all support through different ways, through family or, you know, Frank Mankaveni played with West Ham yeah. and he, yeah. that was a hero up here, so they followed him down there and, you know, it's different, you know, ways to get into West Ham, but, yeah, away games are certainly where we try and go to more because yeah. you can travel down back up, you know, on one day, whereas course, London, yeah. it's like a, a weekend sort of number. Yeah, you tap yeah. down on the Friday, maybe back up on the Sunday, or, you know, we try and get down to home games. And even then saying that, home ga- you know, away games are much, much better, me yeah. personally, I believe. So, yeah. you know, there's a better atmosphere. The West Ham fans who are travelling up north, are on, you know, the booze, are on the drink as well. So, you know, by the time by the time we meet them, you know, it's a it's a good afternoon. So, away games like Burnley, Manchester, oh. you know, Liverpool, yeah, Newcastle yeah. especially, um, you know, they they type of away days are the away games we'll go to every season. Yeah, and then yeah. wherever we get to out with that is sort of a bonus as well. But we do try and get to as many games as possible. Yeah, 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 but I mean now, obviously, everyone gets a chance to, you know, stay in a nice, warm, dry house and watch all the games yeah. on TV at the moment. Do you watch it? Do you when the games are on? Uh, do you watch them with the sound, the crowd noise on, or the crowd noise off? What? what, what do you oh, do without, the, without the sound. See, I'm a football yeah. coach as well, so I much prefer. Ah, okay. We'll see. And even yeah. then, the, the, the crowd music, you know, it's fake. It's not. It's not real at all, and I'd much rather listen to what the players are saying because I'm not going to get a chance to again, I suppose. So it's yeah. much better to to get a wee. It's a good point, inside. yeah. Look, because even watching the football just now, it doesn't feel as if it's back at all. You know, it's yeah. for me, it's like a, you know, it's like something. It's not, yeah, anyway. So. And also, you could probably make out what David Moyes is actually saying because he's just <laughs> such a shout, just such a, like a, yeah. a strong Scottish accent. It's like him and Alan yeah. Irvine, both of them together. It's like, God, dear. But yeah, and I, and I, I mean, I, I like obviously when I'm there, I, I have to have something on in the background. But I, I actually, I'm the same as you. When they, we're playing away, I do watch it without the sound, with just the just the the, the team yeah. noise, so to speak. Because I, I agree, and it's interesting to hear who's really vocal. So obviously, Oggy's really yeah. vocal, and Declan's really vocal, and obviously, all of our bench just scream the whole time, yeah. whether it's Nolan or any of them. And yeah. and that's what's great. It must be quite intimidating, you know, for the opposition because you know you got to think people like. I don't know, Guardiola's, I can imagine quite, Arteta's probably quite quiet, um, you know, and, yeah. you know, where we've got like all of our, yes, you've know, so got Irvine, we've got, we've got Moyes, we've got, you know, Kevin Nolan, we've got, we've got Terry, yeah, all just like screaming yeah. at them what to do. And Oh, you uh, can tell that in the performances yeah. as well. A lot of games you watch now and it's, it's very flat, you know, yeah. that's why I don't like it as well. A lot of games are very flat and like, they're not, like they would be if you were at the football. So mm. the fact that we're playing quite intense football certainly comes from somewhere. And I, yeah. you know, as you said, there it will come from the, the coaching staff and the players yeah. demanding. You know, each player and individual to to up their level and keep Definitely. the intensity. And also, I mean, you've got the. I, th- I just think you know the fact is they can communicate because there's no crowd noise. They can you know if you're playing, if, you know, if, yeah. I don't know. Whoever's playing, you know, I don't know, whoever's playing right wing back or whatever, you know, if Sue Fowl's playing on the right, 
and Moises on the touchline on the left. He could actually hear him, you know, telling him what to do. He can't. No, so you can't say, well, I can't hear, sorry, can't hear, mate. He's yeah. Crowd, but no. And that's what I like. And I just think it's just, it really has made a difference, I think. And Some teams uh, have struggled with it and other teams are taking advantage yeah. of it. It's one yeah. of the things. You've seen it at the start, a lot of teams at home struggled. I don't know why, you know, that comes well, into I, I think it's because, because you know, the, the crowd isn't there. So, you know, I mean, the fact yeah. is, you know, we're going to Anfield this weekend and there's no crowd. So... There's no, you haven't got that, you'll never walk alone, you know, that big match feel, you know, you can go and have a go. I mean, you know, you know, when, when teams turn up, you know, like the whole, uh, you know, when Villa turned over Liverpool, you know, at Villa Park, you know, you can have a go at these teams now and there's, there's not going to be any sort of crowd noise backing off or booing them and stuff like that. So, you know, usually when you're the away team, you want to push, don't you? And really have a go to get the crowd against the home team. And, they can't do that now, and same as the other way. You know, we we can go there and have a go. Yeah, you can actually see the tactics in place now. You see, mm. before like teams would maybe go out of that shape or whatever to yeah. try and push because the fans are at them. And as you said, now you can actually see teams sitting okay. in, you know, absorbing the pressure, then mm. having on the break and stuff. And you can actually see it's like a training match, you know. And that's in every sense, you know, it is literally yeah. like watching a bounce game. But and also, I don't think like you know, and it's like I don't think surprise you look who's at the bottom of the league, and you know, it is you know your Sheffield Uniteds and, and you know obviously other and Burnleys and people like that, you know. And I think it's because you know it's no, it's, I don't think it's a, it's any um, surprise really because they have traditionally you know really tight, intimidating crowds, you know, in terms of the ground and stuff, and you know a lot of Sheffield United's points were from home, and the crowd played a massive part. They're not there now, and so they. It's almost like they've lost twenty percent of their intensity. Twelfth man, but literally that's yeah. kind of what it is, you know. Um, and I agree. That's it's coming into place. I'm surprised, you know. Some teams have struggled with it yeah. because you do notice it in times where you know Sheffield United are same as if they're a, you know a shadow of the team they were before, and I think yeah, it is yeah. because yeah. of the fact that you know there is no fans in place, but other yeah. teams, you know. You see teams that are now coming out in their shell and playing foot, good football, like yourselves. You know, yeah. Newcastle started pretty well, yeah. you know, in terms of the football they're playing. So there's teams that are taking advantage of, you know, not having that pressure. And there's mm-hmm. other teams, you know, not having fans there where, as you say, you know, the other team get intimidated. And, you it's know, true. for Sheffield United, maybe the players that have stepped up from the championship, you know, a lot of the players maybe didn't have the quality, but because they had that sort of, you know, the legs and the, the fans yeah. pushing them, you, you know, that extra effort goes a long like, way sometimes. It's like in Super Mario Brothers when you used to, you know, he was a little band and he had a mushroom. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's what they are. They probably played, they probably last year played 20% better than they should have done on their FIFA exactly. ratings. And it's no surprise, you know, you've got the championship teams that have come up, the Fulham's there bottom, you've got West Bromer down there. And it's the same thing. You know, they need the crowd to give them that boost. I don't think... It, I- a uh, ninety thousand crowd would help film in West Brom at the moment. To be yeah. fair, but it's it's surprising though. It's like it's a Sheffield yeah. United thing as well. You know, it's you know, Sheffield United. You know, no, I didn't think they were going to do as well as they did last year, and and you know, I I don't know the stats. I'm sure someone's going to come up with in the, in the comments soon. Yeah. But you know, a lot of their points were at home, I imagine, and it's intimidating ground. I've been there. You know, I've been at Bramall Lane, and it's a shithole in the middle of like you know a, a little estate but it's their for ground us, 
one of the best away games I'd say. <laughs> I love it. It's a great, it's a great away day because it's like old school football, isn't it? It's literally well, it's surprising as well because you know the style of football they play, we kind of suit them in this environment in terms of they yeah. do sit back, they do yeah. sort of put teams in the counter. You know they are very defensive, and you know the fact that obviously there is no crowd, no one's really urging them forward either. So. Nah. It shouldn't really affect him as much, but I just think it is because other teams are now going there and feeling more comfortable. Yeah. And obviously maybe sussing them out a little bit in terms of how they play. But you know, I'm surprised that teams like that and Burnley especially. But teams like that, you know, they always see teams like Sheffield United and the Burnley might struggle at times, but they always seem to do enough. Yeah, when they need to, to. Yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. They pick up points here and there and obviously Sheffield United, this is their first season really having that challenge but I can see them staying up and just getting enough points because of the style of play they play and you know Fulham and West Brom there'll be teams worse than them I think there's a lot of worse teams than them this season so you yeah. know and, uh, that's why I never really had any any sort of worry for us because I, I just think there's worse teams not just I think there's worse teams as, but I think obviously the tail end of, of last season we were playing some really good football bar one yeah. game we were playing, we were, we were, you know, and same as this year. Obviously, the first game, the Newcastle game, I think if we played Newcastle now, we would have turned them over, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, we're, we're notoriously slow starters. And, you know, our 1 to 11 is good. It's interesting now, obviously, with, with um, Antonio out, how it's going to work. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quietly confident. And, you know, the, the I think everyone knew Antonio was yeah. going to get an injury, though. Yeah, in fact, out. The man's just one of the strongest men in the world from the, from the chest up, but he just had the most weak yeah. ankles and leg. You know, and he's just like, you know, he just doesn't do leg day. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just for someone so strong, he's so weak. And I'm surprised he, it, it took him because obviously he didn't get injured last season after restart, if I remember. He may have got a knock or something, but he played pretty much every game and he's played pretty much every game this season as well. And I think yeah, we saw was it the when it was the um you was coming. I don't think it matters no. how many sort of times he plays or you know what he does. It's just yeah. you just know it's coming in a season where he's gonna get injured. Yeah. So it's one of the things but we should tell the to come in as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's it's frustrating because obviously, you know, we were looking at obviously, you know, and hindsight's a great thing in football, but we were looking obviously at Ben Rami and looking at Josh King, you know, yeah. to be honest. Josh King would have just gone in, no problem, kept this formation. He's it's sod law, sod law, but it is West Ham, unfortunately. But yeah. it gives I think he does give opportunity to see Barami, and I think he is gonna, you know, by all accounts, he's, he's people say he's a great he does look like a pie type player, but yeah. you just have to wait and see, isn't it? It's one of the ones, you know, he's twenty-five, I think, now as well. So he's at that age, he's got a bit of experience, you know, he's yeah. not very young. So it'll be interesting to see how he makes his step up yeah. because he hasn't, you know. I've watched him. Anytime I watched him, I always preferred Watkins as well. You know, yeah, Watkins yeah, always yeah. impressed me. But you know, you, you can't fault the sort of skill in the. They no. just uh, the way he plays football. It's like you don't get many players like that nowadays. You know, no. it's like a Ravel Morrison type player where he's just yeah. centric a little bit. So hopefully he sixes and. I don't know where they'll try in the team. I think maybe he'll replace Fernals, but then Fernals has been playing yeah. well. Do we go to up top? Playing well, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I just think he's he is, you know, I think is that honestly the best time to play him is against Liverpool because yeah. it's a free hit. Liverpool's a free hit. Liverpool at Anfield, free hit. We're, we're, we're you know, odds on to lose. Although and especially with the defensive woes just now, like seeing the amount of exactly. injuries they've got, it's the best time to go at them. Yeah. 
go at him, play him. He's going to be, you know, he's his dream to play in the Premier League. He's going to be playing against the Premier League champions. He's going to be trying to do every fucking trick and flick in the book. Why not? Why not? You know, it's like, let's have a go, man. Let's, yeah, and it's like... It's another I, thing I, as well, but seeing the fact he hasn't played so far and hasn't been near the team, yeah. obviously David Moyes has high standards in terms of the way he plays, but he must, mm. like... It's weird, I think it's strange that you know, the fact he's played with Brentford so far, comes into our team and he isn't yeah. fit enough, apparently. So, yeah. you know, I don't know how long that will be, or you know, is it? And then you start the rumours where is he, is it Moyes signing? You know, is yeah, it yeah, yeah. even Moyes want him there? And is he going to fit in going forward? Is he going to, you know, be a, like a Haller type player where he might not get a look in? So, you we'll just see. need to wait and see because who knows what's around the corner with us, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Is and it's just it's just an, another episode to the soap opera of West Ham, and that's yeah. the thing. There's always a story happening, and this yeah. is a new story happening. And then, you know, he'll probably play an absolute blinder on Saturday, and then it's like, and then you know, it's like, okay, we can keep that for six weeks, and then Antonio's yeah. back. So what do we do now? And who'd we drop? And you know, we always, as I said, we always have, you know, West Ham are always looking in front of where the car crashes you know it's like they're not enjoying the ride to get there <laughs> when the car crash is happening so it's, it's, it's happened hard, it? we enjoy it and then the sunday morning it's all oh, next it's awful, week. Isn't it? it's awful how you know just, we just can't enjoy the fact that we're playing some we're playing actually all right you know we're not we're doing too bad they'd be talking over twitter you know it'd be yeah how you're playing it's us it's just yeah GSP exactly. out, you know it's all the yeah. it's everything else you know when we we turned over like we turned over like Wolves and 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 uh, Leicester, and yeah, it was it was still like oh yeah, but we're going to lose against Tottenham. It's like well, no, just if you're not if literally, I mean, you know, that Leicester game, we we shut them out completely for the whole game, and you know, credit was credit to you. But then after that first 15, 20 minutes, you were thinking oh, yeah. oh a bit of confidence, a bit of optimism, yeah. and it just. But what I like about Moise's team and what I like about the team at the moment is there's always a goal. You know, it always looks like we're going to get a goal. We're going to, you know, we very rarely don't score in the games now. And that's really encouraging because I remember some dark times where it looked like we weren't going to get a shot on target many, many years ago, let alone score a goal. You know, when we had like Mike Newell up front. Losing <laughs> leads. I remember that. Oh, it was one of my worst games ever. It's pissed it down as well. Um, and and so yeah, it's it's nice that there's there's goals and it's might be it might be a corner, it might be a free kick, it might be Antonio bullying a defender or you know even going as well. I don't think it was ever. You know, it's the same players. Even yeah. when Moy came in, he obviously brought in Shurchek and you know Bones came in. But apart from yeah. that, you know the players just look as if they're a lot more confident. They'll try yeah. things. They'll you know, they believe in the style of play as well. And obviously you see all the rumours and the, the talk coming out just now where they want Moyes to be given a new contract and stay longer yeah. term. I you can him. see that. Him, the yeah. You can actually see the players buying into it and, you know, going the extra yard. I think Rice is more confident going forward as well. Yeah. Sure checks a big threat, you know, all over the park. Yeah. They just look a lot more yeah. confident going forward, really, and confident in themselves. Yeah. Definitely, and I think you're right. And they love him, you know. You can tell they all love him, you know. As I said, when Dex scored that goal last season, and he went over the first person he hugged was was Davy Moyes, and and that's you know. And I think that's you know when he was obviously off for, for a couple of weeks with uh, when he was self isolating. No doubt that the the word of the word of the team was let's do it for David, you know, let's do it for Moisey, and uh, 
and they repaid him, you know, which is great. But um, right, let's let's go let's go on to your eleven, Jamie. Let's go on to your eleven. So as I said, there's only I mean, there's only one rule, and the rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play. But that's it. You can up, you can pick whoever you want, whoever you want. Um, do we have a theme, Jamie? We certainly do, Russ. And so originally the theme was Scottish players, but quite quickly I found that very difficult. <laughs> so I managed to come up with a few. I'll yep. maybe name a couple because they aren't in my team. Um, we had guys like Don Hutchison. Yeah. We had, I'm struggling now. It was a David Noble. I think played with us for a, a season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't really recall him. Near could <laughs> many of the, the Jockney followers. Yes. And we had who else did we have, in fact? See, I'm struggling to remember them just because there was a few there that Malky Mackay was one. Oh, um, I wasn't alive to see him play. No, you weren't. We definitely struggled amongst all of us to Brilliant. To name a start in the we even struggled with a five-a-side team at one point, I think. So we, we we changed that a little bit, and I think we both agreed to go with players that have played with West Ham and also have a connection with Scotland, so nice Scottish it. League or yep. Scotland in general. Nice. So the first player, again, it was quite hard because there's not so many players, surprisingly, that have played for West Ham and also made it to Scotland, sure. um, be it football or vice versa. You know, Scottish yep. players going to West Ham. So it was quite hard, but the first player that's going to make my start in the oven is a player that played with Mullerell, actually. So he started, well, he was playing with Charlton. Um, he came up to Mullerell and he became quite a, a folk hero in Mullerell. Probably the best goalkeeper I've ever seen play for my club in Scotland. Wow. He's then went on to play for West Ham and he's still currently there. It's Mr. Darren Randolph. Wow, Darren Randolph. And that's brilliant, yeah, isn't it? Being a Motherwell and a West Ham player. Yeah, there's not many players that do that, to be oh, fair. Whammy, um, so, and I've got two two of them make my start in the oven. Okay, well, so I don't know really how that's happened, but. Brilliant, I love <laughs> yeah. it. What a surprise. No, yeah, but Darren yeah, Randolph, he's a, solid, he's a solid keeper. And I think when he came back to be like the number two, I think everyone was really happy. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. But to be fair, see his first time around. Obviously, we brought in Fabianski, you know, mm. the second time around, if you like, in between that, yeah. I suppose. But the first time around, when he got his chance, I think if he was given, you know, a longer time, a longer stint as yeah. number one, he, he has a mistake in him, albeit. But yeah, he's, he's got the quality to be a, you know, a, a good, decent number one. And the fact that we've spent sure. money, you know, we could have spent money in different areas. You know, I know Fabianski didn't cost a lot, but... You know, the fact that we got him, Randolph, at maybe 25 years old, 26, he had a mm. long period of time in him that we could have kept him as a number one, could yeah. have maybe seen how he got on, but um, obviously Adrian was there as well at the time, so it was, you oh, know, a cult hero that he was yeah. up against. I find it, it was difficult to get, you know, get in a team, but he is a good goalkeeper, I think, and he's a good number two, as you say. He is, and it's a shame, isn't it, that... that uh... It's a shame that Allison's back in the side because 
face of that GM, blessing the way he's been playing. But yeah, and I think I agree. When he got his place, when he got his place in that first team, it was like unlike Fabianski and him, where clearly Fabianski's the number one and Darren yeah. Randolph the number two. With him and Adrian, they were very, very close. And it was always like when one had a bit of a couple of dodgy games, the other one came in and then one was a cup cup keeper and did it. And um yeah. I just thought I he was, he was... performances. I can yeah. remember there was a, a few performances where you know he was a standout, a few good saves and stuff yeah. as well. He's like one of the, those shop stoppers who they stop shoppers, should I say? Well, um, you know, whatever he, he sort of does, it just makes it look so much dramatic and so much better than what it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's sort of maybe why I liked him at Motherwell because he was just so you know, we've had good goalkeepers in Motherwell as well, guys like John Ruddy. Played with yep. us as well. He started with Motherwell and mm. made his way down to Norwich. Um, you know, we've had good goalkeepers. Mark Mark Gillespie, who's went on to Newcastle this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've had good goalkeepers, but I think Randolph just with us, he played consistently, and he sure. just, you know, he was just so good at being that, you know, sort of goalkeeper where you know he could pull a wonder save off, you know, from nowhere and keep deciding a game. You yeah. would have sort of games where you know you've made a blunder or not. Uh, blunder on too, but um, you know, he, I think he is a really good goalkeeper. Where you know, he's probably maybe past his best now. Yeah, been yeah, him, but, you know, yeah. Not, I'm not going to get him back in his peak, but he's he's certainly a goalkeeper that we've you know got value for money for, and there's not definitely. many people that. Oh, definitely. Right, okay, we'll put Randolph in. Let's go into the uh, defense. Who's your first defender? So I'll start at right back. Um, I think we are 4-2-4 just to try and squeeze players oh, in nice. that, yep. are, um, that are worth mentioning in this side. I struggle with setting our mids to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> so, Love it, man. Our mids are makeshift. Yeah. But um, we'll make do. Um so at right back, I'm going with a player who you'll be maybe surprised that he played in Scotland. But at the same time being, he sort of optimised maybe the time where I support, started supporting West Ham and the yep. team surrounding them. That was sort of when I got really into it and knew what was happening and, you know, loved yeah. the team. Um, it was a Mr. Faubert. Oh, so, Julien. Yeah, Julian Faubert. Um, mm. So in Scotland, he's not maybe... It's a... A name that you wouldn't maybe recall playing in Scotland. Yeah. However, with West Ham, obviously in that period of time when we started spending a little bit of money, and me being old enough to understand it, and we've got guys like Rob Green and goals, Matt Upson, you yeah. know, spending money area. Um, he was a player that sort of optimised that period of time where we spent money, we brought in good players, but they also loved an injury. Yeah. So. And I think his signing was a bit surreal at times. You know, I can even recall it was a bit strange. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we signed him and then obviously going on to Real Madrid, it was like... <laughs> yeah. You know, for <laughs> a young age, I still remember and thinking, actually, you know, what's going on. And actually, he put, he put on his... I think he's in Madrid this, at the moment because he's Instagram. Yeah, he, he had a pit at the Bernabeu and he just said, <laughs> oh, some of us have been inside this. I mean, yeah, but you fell asleep on the pit. You said, on the bed, bless him, you know. Um, yeah, and I he was and you know when like you sign a player or you get a rumor and the first thing you do is go on YouTube to look at the yeah. how good he is. He was the first one I remember doing that. So yeah. like and because and he was like the TGF, yeah, you know, the, the, the fast trades nickname. Yeah, and he was like rapid, and then within like a week he got 
a week of signing, he got injured, didn't he, in pre-season? And he never came back the same player. Typical, because he would have been absolutely lightning, man. Absolutely lightning. But um, yeah, he went on to play in Scotland with, I think it was, St. Marner, Dundee, uh, Dundee United, sorry. Yeah, uh, no fact, it was yes, St. Marner. Yeah, uh, it was. I'm trying to remember who it was, because it's Anton's from Irons United. He's It's his team. I don't yeah, know I think it was St. Marner. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a guy Demel went on to play with Dungeon United as well, so I got them mixed up there. But yeah, it was Kamar who went on to play for him. He was a, I would say flash in the, flash in the pan, but he wasn't yeah. a flash. He just sort of turned up, big name, <laughs> hardly kicked the ball, got an extra few quid just off the back yeah. of who he was, and come to play in Scotland, he should automatically just make it. Um, like many players, he didn't, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah he was. Um, he was, as I recall, at West Ham, he was a, a flash in the pan type player with a big name. You know, I thought, I don't know, he obviously never done much when he left West Ham, but, you know, we've not, the money we've spent in right backs and left backs, you know, the, the full back areas, mm. there's been players like him where if you see if he kept maybe a hold of him, would he have done a job? I don't know, you know, have you done any better really since then? You know, um, obviously we've had like Tompkins makeshift, we've had players. You know, yeah. a long left back. You know, I've had sort of players that have come in and out, but we've never really spent money on a player at right back like Fobert. I think he's the last no. one that we really have because that was a lot yeah. of money back then. Yeah, I can remember as well. So we've never really spent money on a, a right back or a left back. And no, not really. I mean, even Soufal is relatively sh- eat small yeah. money, a few million exactly. quid, you know. In that age, um, you know, it's small money. But Fobert, I think, it was like six million. Or yeah, something maybe, something like six, seven, yeah, something. Which was a bit of money back then, you know. It was like yeah. a, I can remember we paying that sum of money to, you know, for guys like Rob Green, and Matt Upson, who were yeah. pretty much you know in England squad. So paying that now, you know, you'd be paying crazy figures. You know, the boy that from Burnley, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Forty million for, and he's just a, you know, just, yeah, he's not even a Matt, Matt Upson, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, it's a second-hand Matt Upson. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna Tukowski's gonna be like crying in his, crying in his, in his soup, no. soup. Maybe crying in his just dinner because, because we never got him. I'm just saying that. Yeah, just a second-hand Matt Upson. <laughs> Brilliant. God, yeah, right. We'll put Julian in, and we'll swiftly move on. Let's go. Let's go left back. Then who have we got on the left back? Left back. So another left back. This is the second player who played with Motherwell. And also plays with first well played with first time should I say? Um, he's a player who I've only included because I couldn't really think of anyone else. And also, my team's not all the best players, but players who I want to mention just because of why we signed them. So it's Stephen yeah. Hendry. Yes. So Stephen Hendry. Now he played with Hamilton, who are my team's rivals, and he was relatively good. I think it was a lot to do with the fact he was young. So, you know, he was young, Scottish, you know, we just had Robertson sort of, you know, moving yeah. down south, you know, there was a lot of hype around it. I think West Ham just took a gamble, you know, looking from a Scottish perspective, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't maybe like a Robertson, you know, he wasn't yeah. a stand above the rest. He was just, had the potential maybe to be a good player. He was young Scottish and there was maybe a trend of, you know, players coming through in that area. Barry Douglas yeah, yeah, yeah. went down, 
Fife and you know other players went down as well. So I just got you know West Ham just took a gamble, took a and I don't know if you can recall him, but he didn't really do much. <laughs> I've got a remember. I've got a vague recollection. He may have played like, like it was like some. Then he went on loan a few times. Anyway. Southend, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but again, yeah, I remember him being. Again, you know, it, you're right. It's I think because the whole Andy Robinson thing, and he was they took him a, a punt, and I remember, he, yeah, I remember he came with a bit of pedigree, wasn't it? He? he came, it was, it was a, you know, a good potential, and I think he wasn't for a lot of money, and I think again, as you said, he just went for a punt. It's like what we're doing now with Czech Republic players, you know, it's like <laughs> now apparently, apparently we're actively searching the Czech Republic for a striker now because you know. <laughs> We're getting so our head of recruitment. Just exactly. We're getting our head of, head of recruitment, uh, Thomas Suchek, to go and get us a, a centre back now because it works with right back. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Steve Andrew, I mean, as you said, and he went, yeah. So remember going line to South End and stuff. And uh, but yeah, he's 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 Scottish, so he's in. Yeah, pretty much. He makes it by default. <laughs> right, <laughs> even Lord. then, like looking at Hendry. Oh, it's, 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 it says a lot about our sort of recruitment in a sense where yeah. we just took a point there and Scottish people could tell that whereas you yeah, see guys yeah, like yeah. we signed the Cardozo boy last year yeah, the boy from Portugal see a lot of those signings you can or Tony Martinez who's went on to Porto but a lot of the signings like Cardozo and the boy Henry the centre half yeah. I think we just think just because you know rumours or I don't think there's any real strategy behind it I think it you can see that with obviously Henry, but a lot of players yeah. as well. I think it's a punt. I think, you know, I think a lot of other teams do it. They buy they buy players and you know, unfortunately, by buying a player, you have potentially squeezed out Academy and Academy player in there. Chelsea yeah. did it all the time. And Chelsea literally their squad's about three times as big as their Premier League squad, and then they just send them all out on loan. They just punt them and you never know what's gonna happen. Um and I think, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's like, you know, if you're going to buy him, then, you know, clearly that was part of Moise's strategy this season is actually, you know, we do have quite a thin squad and there are some really good youngsters in us in the team. We know yeah, that with the, with the Carabao Cup teams, um, the boy Ashby, um, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's a good, he's a good, he's, he's brilliant. I mean, I, I, when he came on and when he played that, when he came on for the Charlton game and then when he played the whole of the whole, the whole of the whole game, um, he looked like a proper player. He just looks like a good player. The way he sort of held himself, and I think, yeah, I think he'll, be good. yeah, I think he'll be good for 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 West Ham and for Scotland. He was good with under twenty ones recently yeah. as well. So hopefully, yeah. you know, he goes on to bigger things, and hopefully, Moyes takes a shine to him and gets him in a wee, a yeah, wee start ahead of Bona. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also, I mean, you've got like, even people like Ben Johnson, and and you've got like uh, Alessi, and you know, you've got some good players there. I mean, even Cardoso. I mean, not being funny, he's you know, he's he came with a very good pedigree, apparently. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think Hendry as well. You're right, and we bought we bought we, there was a period where we did do a lot of those punt those punt yeah. signings. Yeah, because um, it wasn't. I think it was a few hundred thousand. I think we bought him for or something like maybe a million. Yeah, I think the room up here was about a million pound, but. Yeah, obviously, may have led to a million pound if you know made appearances and so forth. But the Champions League um, trophy, yeah, yeah, or something like that. No, <laughs> right, okay, all right. Let's go into the centre backs then. Let's have better, hope we've better luck in the centre back. Yeah. So, the first centre half is a bit of a cult hero, um, as well. We went on to play with St. Mern, and that's uh, Mr. Anton Ferdinand. Oh, good old Anton. Anton Ferdinand. So he's not Scottish again, but he does have a connection playing up here. Yeah. Um, I can remember him playing sort of the era where 
you know, I started really understanding yeah. the time. It was, you know, James Collins the first time round, Anton Ferdinand, you know, John Pansel, you know, Paul yeah. Kincheski, you know, all, you know, those sort of players in that era. And Anton Ferdinand was that player who was, he could have been like a Mark Noble in terms of, he never had, you know, you could always tell he, he had a level. Yeah. But at the same time being, you know, he was never as good as his brother, but he potentially could have went on to make it with us, you know, yeah, if yeah. he, you know, if he just had that sort of maybe luck, you know, on his way or develop maybe. But oh, yeah. um, he was a, a sort of a hero of mine just because he came through the youth. I love players that come through the youth and, you know, our West Ham or our, you know, my different team. So um, he, he was a, a player that, you know, as soon as I knew he played in Scotland and, you know, he could make you start in the oven, he was yeah. in. He was in, and you're right. He's, yeah. I mean, he was a top, top bloke, top, top bloke, and still loves the club, and, and a lovely man. We've had him on the channel, and he's, he's a, a beautiful man, and uh, really, really speaks passionately about the club, which is really nice yeah. to do. Yeah, really I nice. love players like that, even guys yeah. like James Tong stuff who've obviously moved on to pasture new, but you know, I think that if he was given the chance, he'd still be at West Ham. So, Definitely. guys like you know, you know, your Collins, your Tompkins, Anton Ferdinand, you know, they are a rare breed, obviously. Yeah. For us, you know, some of them don't come with, you know, they are, you know, a Rio Ferdinand every time or a Frank Lampard. But, yeah. you know, guys like that would have been, if they had the, the quality, you know, would have been some team just to keep a hold of in, in terms of the players that have come through us. Yeah, of course. Right. Okay. We'll put Anton in. Who's he going to partner then, Jamie? Oh, the next one's a, a no doubter. I'm sure you're, you're ready, hovering over his name, Mr. Mr. Christian Daly. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. I was, I was, I was scooting around and trying to find it ready. Mr. Christian Daly, yes, we've got to get him Daly, in. So, yeah, I think that's... I don't need to explain myself here, do I? Obviously, no. he's a, a cult hero. Just his song alone. I'm not, he's not in here through ability or his time at West Ham, just for his song alone. He's um, he's made many a, a way day um, worth travelling to. So, yeah, Christian Daly's in there. But I can remember, obviously, watching him as well. Again, he's an R player that maybe didn't have the quality to be, uh, you know, I must start my loving because he was the best player I've ever seen. Yeah. He's in there because, you know, one, he's a legend for us. You know, he tried his best. He's like a Joey O'Brien type player where, yeah, you yeah. know, he tried his best every time he went on the pitch and he was he was decent at times. He did have his, his you know, moments. And other yeah. times he maybe just, you know, typical West Ham, I think we can do better on me. Ship him off and me. Yeah. Bring you're, but you're right he always put a shift in you know what i mean he was yeah. and, and he there's no doubt of his commitment and very similar to he said like a james collins or or you know he's you know he wasn't maybe the most technically gifted defender but if that ball was gonna if he could get any part of his body in front of that ball to stop it going in he would hard as nails that man um and yeah and obviously you know he was Scottish, so therefore he did it. You know, so that was pretty much a nailed on one, I think, to be honest. Right. Um, right, let's move into midfielders. So you've got two two midfielders. Who's your first midfielder? So the first one is a both are makeshift, as I says. The first oh. one is a centre mid, I suppose, this season. It's a Mr. Robert Snodgrass. Oh, Again, hello, Snoddy. The, the Snodfather. Yeah. <laughs> um the new pie, I suppose. That was the plan anyway, but yeah, yeah Snodgrass, um, I suppose in my era, you know, 
as I said at the start, there wasn't many players that I could include just yeah. due to the fact that I haven't seen them play. Snodgrass is one where, you know, he's Scottish and he sort of optimises everything you want in a West Ham player and also yeah. in a Scottish player as well. You know, you sort of, you think of Scottish players maybe back in the day, but nowadays, you know, it is sort of hard grafting, you know, you, mm. it's an industry about sort of Scottish players nowadays. So um, in terms of, you know, the hard working and, you know, determination, you know, to put yeah. the yards in for the club and, you know, Snodgrass, you know, last season sort of optimised I think it was last season where he came in a spell on the team and he was like the, the best player on the team for a, you know yeah. a while he was like top he was like top of like the Optor index and stuff like yeah. that I mean Pellegrini that was the first hit you know Pellegrini spent all this money on all these players and Snoddy was in the starting yeah. lineup, which just shows you what, what he must have thought of him you know and it's like I think we and I think that's something we really missed when he was injured because he was injured quite a lot for like a lot of last season, wasn't he? Toward like the last sort of half of last season almost. And it was a real shame because he's clearly like a great, you know, in like, in terms of his his place within the squad. And obviously there was talk of obviously going to Celtic on loan during the summer. Um and that didn't happen. And I'm really glad it didn't happen because I just think he's such a He's such a good squad man, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you say he's a makeshift, but that's the position he's playing in the middle. You know, when he when he yeah, plays, man, he's, he's in the centre of the three. He's not quick enough to do a. Uh, and obviously, you know, it was his foul that uh, that set up the man yeah, no. goal. You know, he was clever enough, and he, he, sort of was, wild, he was wily enough. He's a wily old player, isn't it? Wily old professional, and uh, no, I love. I think it. he's I love just real. You know, as I think we've got more of a set an age now where he's got his limits, but. Yeah. I think, you know, there's no doubt he's got ability as well. He's set pieces, you know, a second to none. You know, yeah. he's he is an asset to the club, I think. And he's been a good servant as well. You know, he's I can remember I met him um where was it Preston train station? We played Preston uh, during pre season. And I met him at the train station. I was just talking away and I think he was on Monte Villa the season before. And he was telling me that he didn't actually want to go to Villa. He wanted to no. go, you know, make a sort of a, a new start at West Ham that season. They wanted to yeah. give it everything because he preferred staying in London and also, you know, he, he loved the club. So I think, you know, he's been un, un, you know, hard done by because he did oh, come yeah. with that yeah. tag, if you like. But yeah. he, ha, you know, has been a good servant overall with us. Oh, he has been, definitely. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I love him just because... West Ham clips calls him the Snodfather, and I just think he's brilliant. You know, <laughs> I love him. He's just so funny. He's just such a funny bloke to have around the around the ground, you know. Banter is top, and obviously they use him for all the all the prank stuff and yeah. things like that, don't they? Because he's he's always a good laugh, and I just think I love him. Right, okay, Snoddy's in. Who is Snoddy going to partner in the centre? So this one is a, a very much a, a makeshift. Um, it's Freddie Lundberg. Freddie Lundberg. Freddie Lundberg. So yeah, um, Freddie Lundberg. Now, the reason I've included him is just because you know I had other options. I had Nigel Quashy, um, Quashy, yeah. the big Quashy master. Um, all these, you know, I, I had a few players, but no one I could really recall playing you know, for us, and also seen in the flesh as well. Yeah. Um, Freddie Lundberg came to Celtic and his twilight, really twilight years, we thought we'd seen his twilight years. Little did we know. There you go, you've, you've got him. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, just, I had to scroll um, a bit there, Jamie, yeah. but I found him. 
surprised you've even got him up because I don't well, think anyone I'll else will ever pick him. I tell you for why. We interviewed Phil Parks's daughter, Marie Parks, lovely lady, friend of the channel, and she picked her eleven of players that she fancied. <laughs> in there. So that's why he's in he's in this that's why he's in my database. But yes, Freddie Lundberg, and as you said, went to Celtic, didn't he? Um but be the twilight. Again, like, you know, he came to us after Arsenal where yeah. he was, you know he had an opportunity to maybe for maybe do a couple of seasons where he could give us something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nah, he, he just wasn't the same player, I suppose, after Arsenal, yeah. was he? Just injuries. Yeah, he just gets injured. And, like, you know, it was part of that weird time where we just, yeah. part of this sort of the Magnuson time, wasn't it, where we just had lots of players on massive wages, big names on big wages, and just didn't work out, you know. And it's like, and it's a shame because, like, you know, I think only played a play about 25, 30, made 25, 30 appearances for us, and he scored a couple of goals, if I remember. Didn't really set the world alight, but. He was a name, wasn't he? Because of that era, that era, as I say, it was yeah. the era where, for me, I started supporting, you know, every okay. week, most of the games, a match of the day. And he, you know, there's not many players, as I say, that have played for West Ham that have went on to play in Scotland or, yeah. you know, that sort of can play in my starting 11. But he was one where, you know, even though, um, you know, he didn't have the best of careers, the team yeah. he played in sort of was. You know, it brings back good memories in terms of sort of. I didn't understand it at the time, but the money we spent, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Just because, you know, obviously I've seen all these players coming into West Ham and, you know, seen it, seen us playing a bit better than the early 2000s anyway, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, I mean, you know, he wasn't, if I remember, he wasn't at Celtic for a very long time. No. He's just a season or like half a season, so I think, but um, it, Again, he qualifies, doesn't he? he qualifies, and I know we're struggling for midfielders, so so he qualifies. That's very good. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's your two. We're gonna go the four up front. So you go through it as you want to, man. Those four. Yeah. So I'll start right wing. Even um, he's he wouldn't be classed as a winger, but maybe has the pace to do it. I'd go with Craig Bellamy. Oh yes, nice. Craig Bellamy. So he. Is well known in Scotland for playing for Celtic for a period yeah. of time. Um, he came to Scotland on loan, um, and yeah, he was very good up here as well. You know, obviously came sort of my career, so he, he did. You know, pretend, I was going to say have the same quality as he had. You know, playing down in England, so um, you know we seen him sort of in his prime, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and he was really, really good up here. I always remember him playing with Scotland, you know, Celtic, sorry, and he was just that class above, really, you know, a big name, there's been a lot of big name players that have come up here and struggled, yeah. he wasn't really one of them, he maybe didn't take off, you know, he wasn't like a Henrik Larson, but he was a player yeah. who, you know, was a stand above and a joint to watch, yeah. even if he did play with Celtic, <laughs> um, and obviously when he went to West Ham, again, you know, he was a bit of a journeyman, and I, I suppose, you know, he, he didn't really, like a Robbie Keane type player, he didn't really yeah. know how he was going to be, he could be a player that came in and done really well for us, we got a few years out of, not that we have many players like that, or he could have, you know, been injury prone and, you know, another player that was on big wages, but I felt, even though he did have a few injuries, we did 
Jake Money, you know, yeah. you know. It was a shame. So, it was a shame because we bought him clearly as a partner for Dean Ashton. Yeah. And got injured. That really fucked up, I think, Craig Bellamy in terms of how he'd how he's gonna play, to be honest, by the looks of it, because it was good. He would have been the new they would have been the new uh, you know, Cotty McAvenny, you know, definitely them two. Um and uh yeah, obviously, you know, there's there is a lot of West Ham Celtic connections, and I'm sure there's a couple more coming in soon to your eleven. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, I rate. I thought Craig Benway was great fun, you know. And by all accounts, fantastic um, professional. You know, we interview people. We talk about Craig Bellamy, that the players who played with him. Um, you know, they all rated his professionalism. He was a nasty piece of work, um, you know, on the pitch. And we love, you know, he's a bastard. We think we can do better, so we move them on yeah. because big wages or you know yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. They bring players in who are not as good as them, and we're yeah. in that vicious cycle. Bellamy yeah. was one we are obviously you know you got to an age where he was maybe past his best, and he did have injuries. But yep. at that period of time, you know he was one of our most most recently you know best strikers. I suppose you know mm-hmm. we haven't done it. Obviously we had Ashton and you know yeah. guys like Karen Cole and stuff. You know maybe in a different bracket where. They weren't as good, but you know they've gave us good memories. Whereas yeah. Bellamy was that quality player that maybe did deliver, I suppose. Whereas other players haven't. He had pace, didn't he? He was ex- he had pace, and you know we you know bar Antonio, um, our, our strikers don't seem to be always pacey, you know. So I mean, no, not, as I said, no doubt you're going to mention a few. I don't think any of them are blistering pace, you know, and, <laughs> and, and Craig Bellamy was, wasn't he? And, um, you know, apart as a part of Antonio and he was exciting. He was an exciting player and he was nippy and he was like a terrier, wasn't he? He'd just get involved. And I, mean, was, I see all that, but he wasn't, you know, we didn't get him in. He wasn't sort of, we spent all our money for him and we yeah. didn't get like a, and a Dean Ashton that could have been, yeah. you know, he could yeah, have yeah, been yeah. a, but at the same time, being, I just feel as if he, he was good for us during that period of yeah, time. When he did have a lot of class. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, I'll put Bellamy in. Who's your next one of your four then? So I'll go a step in. So I'll go from, you know, with one of yeah. you up top. Um, you might be surprised a little bit, but again, I'm going for players that I, I don't, I can't pick my best 11 that I've seen play yeah. for West Ham. So like it's players that could have been. You know, a West Ham legend, if given an opportunity. Um, this one's Yelovich. Ah, the Yelovich. Surprise, I say a legend as if, you know, they're going to go and to be... Fine. going to have to throw <laughs> you like that one in. Oh, dear, Nikita Yelovich. Okay, yeah, carry on. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Yelovich, I think he's a striker that, you know, done a good job for us at the time, obviously. He was lucky enough that we had Paye, Lanzini, you know, in prime... Um, he didn't set the world alight, but no, he didn't. But he should have. Do you know what I mean? He should yeah. have because he is, you know, obviously he was about you know six foot one, six foot two, something like that. He was strong, and you think we like a good strong striker. You know, we had you know Dean Ashton's, we had yeah. John Hartson's, we had you know we had these type of big players, and he should, and he was banging him in the hole, weren't he? Absolutely banging yeah. him in the hole. Even the um, Rangers, the Rangers, honestly, was probably. Yeah. Best players that I've seen in the Premier League, yeah. not in Scotland. He, he was, he had everything. You know, he had technique. He could finish. He had, you know, skill, yeah. quality. 
at West Ham, obviously we played a style of play at the time that suited them as well. You know, we played a lot of yeah, good football, definitely. created chances, opportunities. But I think it was just because of maybe who else was we had in the team at the time. Maybe and guys like Andy Carroll, where it was almost as if he had to play them. Um, mm. But I agree. yeah, I thought he done well with us at the time. You know. Again, he's one of the players we, we let go because we think we can do better. Yeah, you're right. And you're totally right again. We, yeah. you know, we never really have brought in players that, okay, we may have brought in one or two that mm. have done well and moved on again, but there's never really been anybody that's come in and been any better than them, you know. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, he's also, you know, thinking about it, that was that period where we did buy quite a few players as well didn't we um he was one of several i think we brought in that summer i think that's probably our busiest summer in recent history i think we built like six or seven players yeah yeah something like that and so he was just one of lots and maybe if he was one of a few as you said he might have had a bigger crack of the whip because i was really i remember when he signed i was like yeah decent you know he's a decent player you know and he's he's a you know he'd always seem to score against us and so uh yeah but uh just never really replicated his his what he did at rangers and and hull really unfortunately and then he buggered off to china i think after that um right okay the key to yelovich Probably the first time he's he's coming turned up. It'll be the last. It will definitely be the last for a few players. So it's well, you know, they, I don't know whether someone's going to do a. Someone might do an eleven of uh, you know numbers. Yugoslavian eleven, Eastern yeah. Bloc eleven, maybe, and it could appear. Right, who's yeah. the next striker then? So the next one again is just someone who, you know, I'm bigging these players up a little bit, saying they could waste time legends and that just to to try and sell it. I'm trying to sell it to. <laughs> The next one is a West Ham legend, and again, it comes with both sides because he's a West Ham legend. But in Scotland, you'd be surprised he played in Scotland. Never mind be a legend. Yeah. So, Carlton Cole. Yes, Carlton Cole. So, yes, good old Carlton. You're right. But yeah, Celtic. Yeah. Is it Celtic played for? Yeah. Oh, Carlton Cole. God bless him. Now he now he is someone who is I mean you know he's a I think he's brilliant I love him uh, he's a West Ham he's a typical West Ham player in that he'd have a fantastic game and then have an absolute shocker maybe in the same game he would do something fantastic and and shock at the same time but he loves the club he loves West Ham and uh, he 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 you know he, he I think he really by, by I remember hearing an interview about him but um, he did enjoy his time at Celtic he was just very, very short, wasn't it? Very, very short stint. Yeah. You just never um, really got going, I suppose. It was... No, no, I know. And it's just one of those things where just, you know, if you're, especially if you're moving to a different, different league, um, if you don't hit the ground running, I think you sort of, you get lost. And and then after that, he went to, uh, I think he went to, then he went to Thailand or India or something. Yeah, I, think, no, I think he went to America. Then he went to then he went to Thailand. I think he played, you know, a couple of games for somewhere, and then you know, and then he went to Thailand. Yeah. Then he came back home. Um, and uh, you know, so good we we bought him twice. You know, that's how good he was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we could. He took and he took a pay cut to come back to play for yeah. us. You know, and stuff like that. So our style suited him as well because we were never a team where, you know, Celtic. When you're a striker, you're sort of supposed to run over the top of teams, have that quality to yeah. cut open defences, you know, be like a maybe a Salah type player, you know, all the time yeah. where 
you're just constantly running the show. Whereas West Ham obviously was that target man. He, he didn't really have to, to you know, right. really do much apart from put yourself about. You know, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't like the big. Yeah, exactly. He could just sort of sit up front, really, um, yeah. and and just let things happen. And uh, you know, I mean, to be honest, you know, I remember he scored absolute cracker against Spurs. Um, and then I think in the same game, he gave away basically the ball to Jermaine Defoe to score. So, and, you know, I just love him. And if you watched him on Soccer AM the other day, absolutely fucking shocking. You know, yeah. was, I think Ginge scored more than him, you know, and Ginge ain't played for his defender and ain't played longer than him. No, and, and, you know, obviously he's involved with the kit, with the coaching and stuff. And, uh, no, I love him. I think he's great. That's how he's done here, isn't he? He is. He's just a cult hero, isn't it? No, I wouldn't yeah. say a legend. He's a cult hero, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's famous for being Colton Cole. Right. So, by my recollection, we have one more spot. That one is correct, spot. my man. So, the last spot. Now, he is not only a West Ham hero. He is also my other club in Italy's hero as well. Um, I say hero is a legend. Yeah, and I've seen him play a couple of times. Granted, um, you might catch me out, but as testimonials. But at the same yeah, time, no, being I'll, a half-season play, we'll let that uh, one have because you you've been struggling, my man. So we'll let you yeah. <laughs> we'll let you have that one go. And um, he was a, I was alive to see him play on the TV at least. So Mister Paolo Di Canio. Yeah, you have to put Paolo in this. I team. couldn't do the team without not including him. Um, to be honest, no. so. He's, you know, I'm a Lazio fan as well, so oh, cool. having that connection, you know, it's just, he is sort of the, in football, you know, that's the, the sort of connection and the, the player that would optimise, you know, my love for football, so, um, yeah, he's he's just different gravy, isn't he? He's, he's class. Yeah. Again, he's a West Ham legend and he's just one of the players where, some of the players I've mentioned, you know, even now, you know, they're still... Always talking about West Ham, you know. Yeah. Doing West Ham podcast, you know, whatever, you know, they are proper West Ham, and so almost as if they're ingrained with the the club now as well. So, yeah, yeah he's just a. He's one of them, isn't he? He's, he's one a them. legend. He is. He's. He's. Um. He. He's. he's he... I think obviously the way he came to the club, um, you know, we we basically resurrected his career. You know, to yeah. be honest, after he did that. He could have had no club touch from a barge pole, but we did because we were West Ham and we, yeah. we saw a barge, <laughs> and uh, you know, to to then become arguably one of the players in the, in, in Premier League history because he was, you know, he was he was that yeah. good, you know, in terms of you look at him and maybe not to the level of a Zola or an Omri, but he would be in the same conversation, you know, he might be fourth or fifth in that conversation, yeah. but still he's in that. Com- he wouldn't have been in that conversation if he was still at Sheffield Wednesday. Oh. Um, and, and that's and that's the key to it. And I think he realised that. And he he just gets the fans. The fans got him. He still loves the club. Um, I think because there's a similarity between we we do tend to get with Italian players. They do tend to get very passionate with West Ham. I think maybe it's a similar 
obviously in Lazio you've got the ultras and it's sort of a you know working yeah. class you know sort of like you know you know it's not like a posh club yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's there's there's a lot of similarities there um with sort of the east end and stuff like that also with us and a lot of Liverpool players who come down from Liverpool Merseyside you get that sort of that correlation as well so you know Albie Martin and Mark Ward and people like that as well and he just got the club and the club got him and um you know just he was just brilliant it was a it was a joy to watch because he was an entertainer and you know nowadays you don't get players who are entertained you, you get entertained by players for their skill but not their personality and stuff like that and Thanks he was yeah exactly yeah even guys like ben rama you know back in the day guys like ben rama would have an aura about them as well they would have mm. that personality to go with it yeah but I think now it's just, you know, guys like Jesse Lingard and Pogba are the, yeah. the new sort of new norm as well, isn't it? Are, yeah, it's a it's a, it's an arrogance. Yeah, it's an arrogance now rather than necessarily uh, a personality. And 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 that's that's a real shame, you know, because obviously we've done over you know over two hundred of these interviews and we've interviewed obviously ex players as well as fans. And when you interview the ex players, they just all have an incredible personality and you know and they that transpired onto the football pitch so it is you know you know yeah, people like John Moncur you know he would like jockey if he was on the bench he would be jockeying you know alongside the linesman and you know he, he wouldn't get away with it now but he'd be like pretending to grope the linesman and stuff like that and you know but it was funny and you know in in that time it was funny and it was a bit of personality and it was something to enjoy not just the football um but actually enjoy what was going on it's, it's a theater it's, and players are remembered for that players you know yeah exactly players in a lot of teams because they, you know who they were and they would play up to it as well but now you yeah. don't get that at all you know and it's just no. Paul DeCano was a legend for that but he also had ability and you know players yeah. have been marked to be saying you know and you know us as West Ham fans you know we don't have many of them but when they come no. around they seem to be you know different grave they seem to be not just yeah. legends for us but Premier League sort of you know they take the Premier League by storm and yeah. I think it is just because you know when they're playing for us is that maybe connection and it's you know mm. us as a fan base you know we are quite you know it's, it's West Ham you know even you know things like Green Street and stuff. As a foreign player, you must be playing for West Ham, thinking you know this is sort of you know I'm playing exactly. for them. For them, you must be, you know, really yeah, yeah. So you know you can tell that with some of the players coming over, and you know you know speaking to Italian friends and stuff, and people in Italy and abroad, you know they do think of West Ham fans being that ultra type. So suppose yeah, being yeah. A, a foreign player, you know they must really get hyped up and play in front of a fan base that you know. Yeah, if you feel a connection with you know. Yeah, and and I mean it's a you know it's there's no doubt how passionate we are as fans and and we're an unusual bunch of fans. Uh, I think we're, we're very different. You know, it's like we've always we've always got something to talk about, and that's why there's so many West Ham YouTube channels because there's so, obviously apart from my one, which we don't do, we do all the nostalgia, but obviously you know west ham fan tv hammers chat ing there's always there's always something to talk about in it it's like i i what how could you know i i i feel sorry for other clubs i feel sorry for southampton you know what do the southampton youtube channels talk about you know because it's like they've got a well-run club and they've got like all this and they're doing all right and 
you know, there's no drama, it seems there. But we've always got something to talk about, and whether it's a, and and I and I think it's just it's just part and parcel of being a West Ham fan. We're a very unusual bunch of fans. We've been hardened by, you know, forty years of not winning anything. And um, apart from the Cup, I do apologise. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, and 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 I think I think players warm to that. You know, and it takes a certain type of play, I think, to really get themselves in with the fans and you know you, you mentioned people like snoddy and and people like colton and people like paolo and they just get the fans and the fans get them because they put it in you know maybe not paolo to be honest like 100 percent, but you know colton would run after that pointless ball in the corner um and he'd keep on running for that pointless ball in the corner snoddy wouldn't give up um you know christian daly wouldn't give up anton you knew he was gonna have a he was gonna have a you know he's gonna play for you should pay for the shirt yeah, exactly. And that's what, and that's all we ask. That is all we ask, isn't it? And it's like I know, and Moyes, Moyes, is, like during the summer, was saying the type of players he wants to bring in are the players that he wants to be to, to understand what it's like to be a West Ham player. So clearly, he knows there's a difference being a West Ham player compared to another club, and it is about the sort of the intention of the fans. You know, as long as you put your shirt on, and as long as you try, if you're not that technical, if you're not technical good enough, that's that ain't your fault. You know, because we've yeah. bought you. But as long as you try it, we can't fault your commitment. Nice. And um, that's all it is. It's such an easy game. It's such an easy game to be a, to be a, a you know, West Ham great. It's just to put it in every time, man. Just to put it in every time. And that's why I think, you know, unfortunately, the players that, you know, obviously we're sort of, we're in this sort of flux between, you know, the, the hangover from the Pellegrini era and obviously what Moyes is doing. So you see like the players that Moyes has brought in to the players that Pellegrini brought in. They're very different players. You know, it's like, you know, Suchek, Bowen, Soufal, you know, these guys are going to just grind all 90 minutes. But I think as we said earlier, I think Moyes is, you know, that's his type of player where exactly, yeah. maybe um, the most technically gifted because he's not yeah. used to dealing with mass amount of money apart from my United, of course. yeah. Even then, he didn't get a lot to spend in the book for no. me. No, um, no. So, like, he's not used to dealing with, you know, players that are the full article. I suppose you know he's used yeah. to dealing with players that are, you know, obviously have raw ability. You know, to yeah. play in the Premier League, but maybe don't have that. You know, are missing something. Yeah. Uh, just to get that to that next level, and, and you can yeah. see that the players he's brought in. You know, guys like, yeah. you know, he's brought in some bargains in terms of you know look at the. To check boys and also bonus, yeah. you know, the players he has brought in are value for money, and they're also very, yeah. you know, good players in terms of yeah. the players surrounding us as well. You know, yeah. bonus definitely an upgrade to a Lanzini or for Niles for me. Yeah. You know, we needed a right back. We could have spent spent millions, you know, twenty million or so on a right yeah. back. But I feel as if Kufal, you know, has done incredibly well since oh, coming yeah. in. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he. Obviously, it goes back to the whole West Ham, you know, conspiracy. And is he signing the players? You know, did he want other targets? And he didn't yeah. get it and stuff, you know. So, really, if we back him maybe in January or next summer, we might see the full team side. But that's the thing, you know. I mean, you know, we've, you know, when we sold Grady, you know, the, there was, you know, we did, you know, they said we're going to invest in the team and they haven't paid them, the money hasn't been spent. So, the assumption is it's still in the kitty. And come January, if we're in the ship, We've got money to, to buy. You know, I think it's there's no point buying for buying's sake. Do you know what I mean? I honestly think you know we've got some really really good kids in our squad. You know, in in, in the under twenty threes, 
and we've proven that in the whole as is in the in the Carabao Cup games. And you know, yes, we're probably we are probably about two injuries away from from looking like a completely different team, but we might not get two injuries, you know. And if we bought if we went and played thirty million play pound for a couple of players and they don't play, they want to fuck off in January anyway. So I think we did all the boy. We did need a centre half, you know. Yeah, I think we did probably need a centre half as well. I think it's just more the fact we didn't spend money, and then we brought in Ben Rama. Do we need another yeah. winger? Now we've got an injury to Antonio. You know, yeah. I think Moise has, you know, he's got a difficult task here in terms it's, of. Yeah, it's difficult. It's a, bal- it's a balancing act, isn't it? Really, yeah. as well. And I think, you know, I think he's he, but also he's keen to keep a small squad. He's actually come out and said that. And I think part of the reason yeah. is is because he knows what's the backup. He, the fact is, you know, since he's come in, he is. I mean, I obviously we do a few under twenty three games. We used to do them obviously when we had people in the stadium yeah. um at the stadium and we'd obviously do the noise do the music and stuff like that he's the only manager i've seen at under 23 games at london stadium and Upton park who turns up and watches the under 23s so he knows he knows the kids you know he knows what's coming through you know i mean pellegrini famously had the kids training and training at chadwell heath and he was training at rush green that was the first thing moyes did was bring the the kids back over wasn't it Exactly. And you hear stories from like yesteryear, and um, we had like Bertie Braley on who scored in the 1999 FA Cup final. And he obviously the kids at Chadwell Heath would be playing next to the first team. And Harry would look over, and if there's some a couple of them doing well, he'd bring mm-hmm. them over and let them play in the first team. And obviously, ironically, you know, Bertie, Bertie and Joe Cole came over in their first training session was when John kicked John Artson kicked uh, Berkowitz in the head. And <laughs> so uh, two more Celtic fat players. <laughs> but um and I think there's I think as and we love seeing an academy boy coming through. We love seeing young young players come through. And I think yes, I think you know I think I think there's also I think part of the reason why we got Dawson on on a loan rather than bought him I thought that was that was be- that was that was actually quite a good deal. Um, yeah. Because I think we've got Winston Reid coming back in January, who's playing quite often at Kansas. And I you believe he's back in January. Back yeah. in the fall. Yeah, I mean, straight back. Thanks, and I think he seems to be playing really well at Kansas City. So, fuck, you know, get him back in, man. And it's like, you know, that's why we maybe not spent money on Craig Dawson. The Berarmi deal, I know everyone was like, how it all happened. But we've got like a £30 million pay for £4 million. And yeah. if he's shit, then fuck, we'll send him back to Brooklyn. I think it was, you, you know, know what I mean? He- it's just the way they go around things. See if yeah. you know they, yeah. they, if they brought in just there, it was Dawson, right? But see if they bought a 20 million centre half and yeah. then says what we're doing is we're sending Anderson out and loan with the view to maybe you wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't do this, but to view with the view to maybe sell them next summer. We're signing yeah. Ben Marlon loan. We'll sign him next summer. Anderson will move out and yeah. you know, people have a clear strategy in the head and think well, that's good business because Anderson's not really done much and yeah. we're getting Ben Marlon. You know, for the same good business, yeah. but just obviously, the way just, the way just the way it comes out, it. do it. You and, know, it's like there's no. And you're right. I didn't think of it that way. We probably didn't pay anything really because we're probably the f- loan deal to Porto is probably very similar to the loan yeah. deal. To so actually, it's probably it cancelled itself out. But you know, it's and I think it's 
yeah, it's it's just it's just just the way it all comes out. And I know Moyes is he's, he's trying to put a big sort of like cut on all the leaks and stuff like that, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Um, well, I think it's funny you 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 announce you're not doing any leaks, which yeah. is an announcement. <laughs> you know, but anyway, so but but we'll see what happens in it. It's like you can only judge a book by what happens it, by its cover, but but obviously you know you can only you can only listen to the how exactly. And so we'll see what happens, man. But uh, oh well. Anyway, an hour and 25 minutes. Fuck it out. When did that happen? <laughs> I just kept talking. You can cut all oh, the rubbish out. Brilliant. I just sat there just listening, man. It's been lovely. Um, Jamie, man, it's been lovely, man. Um, I really, really appreciate your, your time. Um, so thank you. And, and again, there's been a lot of work going to that 11, and, and everyone will appreciate it. Because no, it's probably it's been great the you okay, but it's, um, it's no, the I like 11. It. If there's yeah. any let me know um well i'm i'm sure people will basically go what about the, 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 the yeah, stuff but i was too young i can remember john Hartson, of course too young to see them all so therefore why pick them that's that's why you know that's why i put this sort of like you have to be alive to have seen them play thing because otherwise you'd probably have an easier job because if, if it was as okay you could put bobby ferguson in goal you could put ray stewart in, you could have put malcolm mckay you could have actually pissed it but actually you've taken because you've put that you put that rule in and you've put in your own criteria in then it's 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 more of a journey and people appreciate it because it means also you get random like discussions about freddie lundberg and the keats yelovich you know, rather than talk about McAvenny and Hartson, which people do all the time, we're speaking about you know, Yelovich and we're talking about Bellamy and and uh, and Freddie Lundberg. Oh, and it's always good to get a Could have been legends. Yes. Put them in. They all could have been legends. The coulda, woulda, shoulda 11s. But yeah, <laughs> they should have all been legends. You're right. And yeah, you know, but uh, no, man, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Thank you, man. It's been really, really fun chatting oh, to you. And obviously. No, cheers, man. Obviously, thank you to everyone else for watching. Um, if you're watching it on YouTube, whatever, give it a like, give it a share, subscribe to the channel, join the Patreon if you want, spend some money. Um, or if you're listening to on, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Alexa, Alexa, play my Hammers Eleven. Um, that's going to work one day. You really fuck people off, but I need to get the the view, the listenership up. So we're having a go. People as well. Exactly. Feel listening to me. Alexa, Alexa, play. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not very good. Does Alexa no? Because Alexa's the same as an accent. If you same up yeah. Exactly. It's just a posh, posh woman, isn't it? So don't remember. But then, uh, anyway, until next time, <laughs> me and Jamie, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.